Our first reading is from the fourth chapter of Genesis. Now Adam knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. You shall be a fugitive and wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground. And from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and wander on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest any who found him should attack him. Then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. O Lord, have mercy on us. Our second reading is from the fifth chapter of Romans. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sin. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift, It's not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. If because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life. Through the one man, Jesus Christ. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. 
Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch. This is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell securely. This is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. This is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. When it came to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God said, In the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. That's what God promised Adam and Eve. That's what God warned them. But it didn't matter. Just as a parent can warn their children and they don't always listen, so also did God warn his children and they did not listen. They ate the fruit. But this just wasn't about fruit. It was about thinking of themselves more than God. This was about a child trying to become the parent. This was about Adam and Eve wanting to be God. That's why this act of disobedience brought death. There's only life in God. God is the giver of life. If we go against that, if we try to move away from God, there's no life. And because of that one act of disobedience, death came to everything in this world. God warned them. What God says will come true will indeed come true. God keeps his word. So God also promised Adam and Eve something else. God promised them that a savior would come. As Adam and Eve were standing around and the terribleness of what they had done was sinking in, God turned and spoke a word to the devil. Yes, God made a promise to the devil through his word. And it was not a promise the devil would like. Genesis 3 says this. The Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock. And above all beasts of the field, on your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. In those words, God made an amazing promise. God said that in the future, a Savior will come. And the promise to the devil is that his head would be crushed by this savior, this seed from the woman. Even though the snake will bite the savior's heel and wound him, that savior, that seed from the woman will survive and destroy the devil. God promised that from the seed of the woman, a savior would come who would do all of this. And Adam and Eve heard that word from God. They cherished this word. 
They clung to God's promise that one day God would send a Savior to fix what Adam and Eve messed up so badly. And so today, in our reading, Adam and Eve welcomed the fruit of the womb, a baby from Eve, and they named him Cain. And it appears Adam and Eve looked at him with not just the pride of a parent. No, it sounds like they looked at Cain in hope. There was a hope that Cain might be the savior to fix their sins. That's what they hoped Cain would do. It's an enormous hope they had for Cain. But then just a few lines later in the Bible, a shadow comes over that hope. Cain is not a man of faith. Cain does not please God. Cain becomes jealous of his brother Abel, who is a man of faith. Just like his father Adam, Cain followed in his footsteps and struck out at the one who loved him and killed his own brother Abel. And with that sin, I can't imagine what Adam and Eve felt like. They witnessed their own child commit the same sin they did. And more than that, Cain proved he was no savior. He would not be the one to fix what went wrong. But in spite of what they saw in front of them, Adam and Eve still had God's word, God's promise. And when God speaks a word, it will come true. When God makes a promise, it will happen. And when God makes a promise to you, He will hold to that promise. And what he promises will come true. And it did. Thousands of years after Adam and Eve, it happened. And we know the story. The virgin conceived a miracle. The woman's seed sprouted without the help of a natural man. And that seed was Jesus. His father was God the Father. And through that child, through the birth of the Son of God, God kept his promise. And God kept his promise not only to Adam and Eve, but God kept his promise to the devil. That may be odd to say that God kept his promise to the devil, but I love saying it because it's so true. When Jesus was crucified, he paid for every sin ever committed by offering a perfect sacrifice. All sins were covered, stretching all the way back to Adam and all the way up to today. And then in his resurrection from the dead, Jesus crushed the devil's head forever by destroying that one thing the devil held over us, death. And through Christ's resurrection, death has been defeated. That promise God made to Adam and Eve had come. And it was God himself who paid the price. And it was God himself who fulfilled his own promise. And it is God himself who will fulfill all of his promises. Especially the promises he makes to you. You see, God has so many more promises to fulfill. 
And all of those promises have been made to you. He promises to forgive our sin, and through Christ, he has done that for you. God promises to never leave us, never forsake us. And through the Lord's Supper, he will always draw you close to himself. And Jesus has promised to come again one day. That promise is our great Advent prayer. And keep praying that. Keep praying for Jesus to return. Because he will. After all, God made that promise to you. And God will always keep his promises to you. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses understanding, keep your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.